Hello and welcome to Build Back Better, a series of online conversations from For the Region about the future of South West Wales. We're working to connect people and good ideas across the four counties of Carmarthenshire, Pembrokeshire, Swansea and Neath the Talbot. And you can't do much in Pembrokeshire without bumping into a very special organisation, which is Planet. Planet is headquartered in Narbeth and it stands for the Pembrokeshire Local Action Network for Enterprise and Development. Planet's been in existence since 1986, I think, and uh, started off as a volunteer-led project from people from the local community that had got together uh, to try and save a, a local building and started working together. And it's expanded over the years into a, a great organisation that does a huge amount of work right across Pembrokeshire. So in, I think, October 2018, um, a new chief executive joined the Planet team, and that is Ewan Thomas. And I'm delighted to welcome Ewan today to talk to us about Planet and what he thinks are the opportunities and priorities for Pembrokeshire and for the region as we seek to build back better. Welcome, Ewan. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Dawn. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation. Lovely to be here with you this morning. Oh, nice to see you. So we've got to know each other just a little bit through working together on the new Community Rail Partnership, which for the region has become the hosts for. Um, and Zoe and I have been inspired for a long time looking at Planet and the projects that you guys do. Tell us a bit about the organisation and its mission and its purpose. The organisation is really dependent on its people and we are fortunate to have a great current team within Planet. We've probably now got one of the strongest teams the organisation has had for many years. As you rightly said, Planet's been in existence now for over 30 years and it's continued to evolve as the needs and requirements of communities have evolved. And I think that's been the secret to Planet's success over the three plus decades is that its work within communities has enabled it to kind of understand what communities need, what makes them tick, and to then forecast what is required as our wider environment, both socially, economically, environmentally, and so forth, changes. Whilst Planet, you know, has been very much kind of looking within Pembrokeshire, I think what we have found, certainly in the last kind of two years, um, is that we've become more outward focused. The team that we've currently got have probably got the best set of skills that Planet's had for, you know, a good number of years recently. And what they've brought is a fresh energy and perspective where they certainly know how to kind of look at the bigger picture. And that's what Planet's really all about in terms of how our passion for communities and empowering them really stems from our team in terms of listening to those communities, but also kind of scanning the horizon to work with partners across our region, because that's really important that we look and learn from best practice elsewhere. And certainly the voice that Planet has is a privileged voice, you know, and it's been built up over many years. And we certainly don't take that for granted now with this current team. And I think, you know, that's what we want to continue to do is to evolve, to be part of not only our local kind of footprint, but also to be part of a wider regional and national footprint as well, to make sure that we don't unnecessarily duplicate, we can share best practice. And because communities are increasingly more mobile and agile, even in lockdown, 
we're more mobile electronically and virtually through the various different platforms we're using on a day-to-day basis. And that connectivity is really important so that, you know, regardless of whether we're working with a hamlet of, you know, 25 households in the middle of the Priscelles or contributing towards a regional discussion about a city deal, for example, that we've got that insight where we can add value, but also we can learn value from others as well. So it's an organisation which has many plates spinning. We do our best to keep them intact. We're not perfect. We've tried things in the past. They haven't worked, but we learn from those and we move on. And again, I probably sound like a broken record throughout this interview, but it is done to the team. And we are lucky that we now have the best team there. That's what Planet's all about. If we didn't have that team of people, we wouldn't be who we are today as an organisation. And, you know, it's that team being embedded within the local communities. And as you've described, really coming from the grassroots up in thinking about what the needs are and what the challenges are. And then, I suppose, coming up with projects to address those challenges. And I think Planet is sort of famous for being very successful at applying and securing project funding. And you run a huge number of different projects. Would you like to tell us about some of your favourites? I can't say I've got a particular favourite that will upset some of the team. <laughs> but I think, you know, there are some, we have a really good portfolio of projects at the moment. I'm just looking at the list now. We've probably got about eight projects, which we you know, are currently live with. And they range from digital to environmental to culture to heritage to housing to also community shares, as well as obviously we administer the leader European funding for Pembrokeshire which itself is worth 3.3 million and I think that kind of diversity of projects and that diversity of skills enables us to very much work and I always say it's left to right the organization isn't hierarchical we very much know the ethos for us is we work left to right you know job titles mean nothing internally because we all kind of share information and that is something which I think Planet certainly during my kind of tenure now to date that we've evolved that we're we're not working in silos as the organization I think used to be particularly in the last kind of two years before I joined I came into an organization which is very strong but there were issues there where it was silo based there was it was slightly kind of stale in terms of its approach still very successful but we weren't kind of looking ahead it was, you know, kind of, well, this is the way we've always done it. And this is the way we've always will do it. Through various changes, we've now got the best team, as I say. And I think the projects that we've got work very well across each other as well, which didn't happen before. And I think for any community-based organisation and for any organisation that works outside of its kind of county and regional boundaries, you've got to work collaboratively. And I think we've got to practice that internally first. And the great thing is what we're seeing is that we're sharing resources, we're sharing our knowledge, our technology within and across the projects that we have. So, for example, our digital project, which is a five-year lottery-funded project to work within communities, um, it kind of started off very much focused on supporting community venues, such as your community halls, which are often the hub of many communities. But what we kind of found internally is that, you know, kind of peeling it back, it also had, you know, impacts on many of our other projects. Now we've got a project which is called Community Wellbeing and Resilience, and we call it Kuba for short. 
And there were, you know, such synergies between the two projects that, you know, we've kind of brought them together in the same way that the digital project now is also supporting some of our culture and heritage projects. Um, and it's about that kind of interconnectivity between projects. Um, I mean, I'm in a fortunate position where I can dip in and out of all of the projects that we have. And I certainly see, you know, the merits in all of them. But then again, you know, we have a group internally where we bring the project coordinators together routinely about once a quarter. And we kind of look at making sure that we are connected internally and share from those communities and from those partner organisations what's happening on the ground, because there may be something that's happening perhaps in Fishguard or in a community at the north of the county where we can say, well, actually, can't we use that elsewhere? And we're also looking at how we can support our community groups in a different way. So, for example, the Datris project, the digital project, has recently been able to loan a number of Chromebooks um, to a charitable organisation in the north of the county supporting vulnerable young people who may not have access to technology and particularly where we've seen in the lockdown people are working from home but also studying from home and we're looking at those kind of pockets where there isn't perhaps within the household access to technology which will allow them to go into Moodle and you know interact with their school and the hub so we've been able to donate equipment to a particular charity to then kind of disperse those projects don't become exclusive to a certain sector or a certain cohort we want projects to be inclusive rather than exclusive so if we're talking about some of our heritage projects there is a perception that they will only talk to a certain cohort of a community who've got an interest in the history and the culture and so on but the history and culture is something which affects everyone day to day and they all have a part to play and you know, with lockdown, we were having a discussion on one of our projects within that particular realm. And we thought, well, how can we continue to evolve? And literally just through an organic discussion internally, we came up with um, a concept where we would ask people to go and video their favourite lockdown location walks. Um, because obviously the message was keep local. So people we know within their communities are rediscovering those communities mm. they're going out for their daily exercise as was an hour per day and so they were out walking within their communities be it in the urban areas or the rural areas and finding things which they hadn't perhaps noticed before and it's that kind of fascination with people rediscovering the community mm. that we thought let's tap into that so one of our team members did a fantastic kind of pilot video looking at her kind of lockdown location walk up in the Preselles. Mm. And we did a guide to say, right, this is how you film it. You do it landscape or portrait. Um, yeah. You can add music. This is the software you can use. And, you know, give us about three minutes. And, you know, we've already had ones for Saunders Foot, for Lamphy, for Fishguard, uh, Kilgetty. And it's just people's insights into their favorite lockdown location walk that's building up this fantastic repertoire yeah um, I mean that's the best sort of content isn't it that comes from people themselves who know what's special about their area and it's the real voices of real people's perspective totally. I'm really interested in what you've talked about there I wonder if it's how the way you've described Planet and your work in Pembrokeshire is sort of a microcosm of our 
of our mission for the region, which is to challenge the problem of people working in silos and the opportunities that get missed um, when we don't have that sort of whole system awareness. I mean, we, we talk in terms of, of bringing the whole system into the conversation and it sounds like there's a similar approach, making sure that all those synergies and shared objectives and shared values that exist across different areas of work and different sectors mm. and different projects, that those connections are made and those opportunities emerged from those mm. sort of collaborative conversations. And I think the way you've described that is, is exactly what we need, isn't it? Wider and for the, for the region. And as you say, we have to live it ourselves and be the change we want to see. And it certainly sounds like that's the direction that you're committed to at Planet. You've talked about the digital and that's become so much more important now. We're so much more dependent, aren't we, on our internet connections and our digital connections at the moment so we can stay in touch during lockdown. Tell us a bit about the challenges in Pembrokeshire particularly related to that. You've talked a bit about households that may not have access to the right tech. Is there, is there good broadband coverage these days? I mean, excuse my ignorance, but I, I wonder about rural access to broadband in places. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right, Don. I mean, there are challenges across all counties within the region, but also, you know, nationally as well, in terms of those rural areas where it is very difficult to get high quality, fast broadband. Working within the county, I know, you know, Pembrokeshire County Council have been working before the lockdown happened, very kind of actively in terms of how we can make sure that our county is better connected in terms of broadband speeds and I think there are pockets within the county which have seen huge developments over the last kind of 12 months particularly in terms of that connectivity being far better improved than it was previously but I think the challenges we've kind of come across on the wider digital platform in terms of as you rightly say how to get people connected and get those messages across one of the, our projects, which again is the Community Wellbeing Resilience Project, we were already working with town and community councils across Pembrokeshire. Uh, we were working with 10 altogether, ranging from Hartford West Town Council to then working with smaller areas like Llanrian and Mathry, which are you know small community groups. But one thing we found which was really interesting was that with the lockdown, how do those community elected organisations still engage with their constituents, with their fellow residents, and how do they kind of continue their message? So our Kuba project now is working on resources to support those town community councils via webinars to still engage. So for example, we're working with Milford Haven Town Council at the moment to do an online survey for residents to actually make sure we get all the viewpoints in, online surveys, People have been doing it for ages, but I think it's been rediscovered now as a valuable tool in terms of how we can get access to direct information. But we've also factored in that there are certain people who still haven't got access to digital means and perhaps some of the older population. So alongside that digital survey, we've got a dedicated phone line which goes through to the team where people can phone in and say, I'd like to participate. They, we get the message, then we phone them back. So it's very much, again, inclusive and not exclusive in terms of how we engage. But what we've also found is younger people, particularly within their communities during lockdown, have had an increasing voice because they're passionate about how we deal with the pandemic, but also the opportunities it affords in terms of looking at 
environmental issues because we're all very much aware of you know the cleaner kind of air that we breathe the less traffic um, within our communities so young people's voices and how we get those to actually be part of the usual elected bodies within our county and across the region has been important for us so again we've developed a toolkit for all community and town councils across Pembrokeshire on how they can engage more with young people but then we flip the toolkit and there's also the other half of it which is now for young people in how they could and should engage with their local elected bodies as well to have that voice young people are the future of those communities and we want to retain that skill base, that passion and that commitment to those communities, but also reflecting there's a lot of experience amongst our older residents in those communities. And how do we tap into that and bring them all together? And so our digital platforms have enabled us through online toolkits, through our webinars, to actually kind of bring all that together. I mean, obviously around the younger people, we've come across safeguarding issues in terms of how we access it online. And the team have been you know, working with the local authority and other agencies to make sure that if we're engaging with young people, simple little things like, do they actually get seen on video? How can they mute their image or you know, the sound? But also, where the name appears, how do we kind of overcome those things so you're not disclosing sensitive information? So all that has been built in. So it's not been a kind of a case of a simple thing where we'll, we'll hold a webinar and everyone kind of piles in electronically. We've had to look at the whole kind of intrinsic elements of how we get communities together through digital means, but also the challenges that digital also presents in terms of safeguarding our communities and their residents, and also then the wider small businesses there as well which you know there may be some commercially sensitive information and yeah. things like that. so i mean it's a huge amount of learning that obviously goes on all the time and in in leading projects like that and in in launching those sorts of initiatives and i can't help thinking while you're talking there about all the the toolkits and the resources that you support town councils across pembrokeshire you know how how much greater need there is right across our region for that learning that's going on within Planet, for example, and, and how, how we can make sure that when organizations in our region are doing great work, as you guys are, and are building up important resources, that we share them across county lines. I mean, do you think there's a sense of in Pembrokeshire of being for Pembrokeshire, or do you think that there's, a, there's an opening up and, an, and a willingness to engage across the region? You, you and I have both been part of Community Rail Partnership conversations trying to form a, a regional organization to work across the four counties and mm. some of the messages that come across are you know well we're all right in Pembrokeshire thank you very much we've got planned we've got our tourism strategy we know what we're doing we'll yeah. just get on with it what, what do you think I think you know there is in every county there's an element of this kind of chieftain parochialism but I think you know there is certainly within Pembrokeshire there's an appetite of change where we want to get it right in Pembrokeshire first to then kind of say, okay, we can then share wider with the region because we want to have a confidence in, you know, what's tried and tested. And I think certainly, you know, the conversations that Planet's fortunate to be involved in. So we're working with tourism partners now as we approach, you know, um, the easing Very of Very difficult time for tourism. Yeah. And a huge so, sector in Pembrokeshire massive sector and I mean you know we're fortunate to be 
around the table as the community voice working alongside the local authority, the trade body, uh, Pembrokeshire Tourism, and also the National Park amongst others around the table to you know, work collaboratively. And that's something which is so very much welcomed because it shows that we're all joined up. So I think for our residents, we're showing that you know we're being mindful of the fact that we will likely get you know visitors coming in at some point during the summer um, and it's how we then kind of communicate clearly to those visitors you know this is what we can provide to you as communities across Pembrokeshire you know to welcome you in but also what we expect from you as visitors to respect and work within those communities because you know this is still a pandemic it hasn't gone away it is still there we need to protect our communities but also as well as looking after our visitors and i think you know the the approach that we've got in pembrokeshire is certainly one that we would gladly share and we are sharing through discussions through visit wales and the trade bodies the wales tourism alliance and other organizations as well where you know a lot of people in pembrokeshire have a great deal of influence and have a great voice which they're using so proactively to make sure that we are all joined up. For tourism it is such a key thing for Wales nationally but also for us as a region as you know Dawn in terms of the counties that we've got you know you've got the Gower, you've got Carmarthenshire, you know, the Garden of Wales, then you've got Pembrokeshire um, with both the coast, the national park, the you know um, coastal path Leith Patalbert, the Avon Valley, with you know the bike trails. The whole region is dependent on tourism, albeit to varying degrees, but I think it's that joined up connectivity in terms of tone, language, and approach, which is going to be important. And you know, certainly from Pembrokeshire's perspective, I know the masses of work that the partners, particularly who are involved in tourism day to day, are undertaking to make sure that our visitors are safe but our communities are also safe and engaged and are being communicated with. And that's something which, you know, we'd be more than happy to share with others across the region as well. Mm, such important work. And it will be interesting to see how the rest of the summer pans out. Cause at one point we thought we probably wouldn't have any tourists this year, but uh, it's now looking like we will. So yeah. lots of challenges, as you say, keeping everybody safe and, and supporting those small businesses that just depend on tourism and depend on the summer season as well. It's so important, I know, economically. I know Planet does a lot of work around community land trusts and yeah. different ways in which communities can be empowered to create sustainable development under their own steam. And again, it's one of those things where we need working models, we need learning of how to make it make it happen, what are the challenges and barriers and how to overcome them. Is Planet doing a lot of that work and what have you learnt about the establishment of community land trusts and any other sort of forms that support communities to uh, empower themselves? I think community land trust has been a big part of Planet's story in the last two years particularly. It started off as a leader European funded project, a pilot project to test the concept, would it work? That leader funding has come to an end and we've now kind of got some interim funding from Pembrokeshire Council, which is absolutely fantastic that they are fully supportive. The Community Land Trust concept, as you rightly say, is looking at how communities can have a greater say in future and current housing developments. As we know, across our region, but also across Wales, particularly, you know, we're seeing a lot of rural areas, particularly where 
young families, young professionals can often feel kind of priced out of their own communities. And we're seeing increasing multi-generational households living together because people can't get their foot on the ladder. So what we're seeing with the Community Land Trust is that if there is a new development of, say, 20 houses being built in a village somewhere within the county, for example, we can then kind of work with our community and say, well, okay, if this is something you're really passionate about, we can help you in terms of setting up a community land trust, which is then a constituted community focus group, whereby we can then work with developers and say, well, look, is this something that perhaps, you know, 25% of the homes could be allocated to the community and what it means essentially is that those five homes would be you know, built and managed by a housing association, for example. But the community would be able to influence and be clear on what the policy for lettings could be for those you know, 25% of the homes. So they could say, as part of the criteria, those five homes have to be left to someone who is from that village or that community or within a one mile radius and that is something which then happens in perpetuity. The RSL, the Housing Association, would manage the rentals and the maintenance and so on and so forth and then the Community Land Trust would get an annual income in terms of the kind of ground rent. So they could get you know two, three, four thousand pounds potentially depending on the value of the homes and the quantity involved. So the community gets this annual income they also get an opportunity where they can look after their community in terms of providing affordable homes, which, again, the community through the land trust can actually influence its design. It can influence whether it's a two-bed, a three-bed, or a four-bed, depending on what the demand is within that community. It could be a bungalow. It could be a semi-detached or detached house. They could also work in um, to look at existing community assets, so it might be that, um, as we've seen in the southwest of England, um, where some community land trust developments have also incorporated the construction of a new community facility, like a new village shop and post office. So again, it's about how we support the retention and sustainability of local services around the construction of local homes. So what we've done, I think, in Pembrokeshire, we've got two communities already signed up and those communities particularly solver um, which many people will know is a fantastic you know vibrant community with great residents with fantastic ideas that development is progressing the county council are on board with it we've got the housing association on board with it the community are driving it so we've got two communities already and we've got a further seven already now which are in the pipeline developing and what we want this to be is a blueprint for the rest of wales we've been very fortunate to work with an organization called the wessex community land trust who cover three counties around the southwest of england and they've got about 60 land trusts um, set up across those three counties. And they've been so intrinsic to our learning. It's all about learning from others, as well as kind of imparting what we have to kind of, you know, demonstrate and show as best practice. And we have learned so much from Wessex in terms of, you know, a similar type of semi-rural community where it's like partly coastal, inland. We've got a couple of key conurbations. We've got Halford West, Fishcart. They've got places like Taunton and things like that in Somerset. And it's how we, you know, have learned from them in terms of 
what's appropriate and what's not appropriate for communities. And I think the land trust model in Wales has got increasing support from Welsh Government, which is great. And our two colleagues within the team who've been working on this project have been able to engage with Welsh Government in terms of senior officials. I've been very fortunate to have discussions with the Minister, with Julie James, to promote the work that Pembrokeshire and our communities in Pembrokeshire, who've you know, led this from the grassroots up, have been able to achieve. And I think this is something that we still want to pursue as Planet. And Planet being independent as a voice, I think does help us to enable that access to discussion and dialogue with Welsh Government, with local government, and to kind of just get that viewpoint across without any precursor agendas. It's there for the communities, by the communities, to make sure that we positively impact those communities as well. Mm. Yeah, very interesting and certainly a pathfinder approach, you know, that the rest of the region and the wider Wales can hopefully learn a lot from. And it, it'd be interesting to have a wider conversation, wouldn't it, about community-led housing. And I'm sure yeah. Planet could add a lot of value to that. But those are the sorts of conversations that we're on a mission to organise through for the region, bringing together key players from across South West Wales who are doing great things, learning brilliant things and got experiences mm-hmm. to share that help all of us build back better the name of this podcast. How can we actually do things differently to create well-being I know that one of your projects you've mentioned it already is about well-being and resilience and it seemed to me that that project is about helping communities create their well-being plans and I know that all the local authorities have created well-being plans under the well-being of future generations act so it sounds like your project is taking that down to a, a small community level and and giving people the opportunity to talk about what they want for the future of their small communities. Have I got that right? Yeah, no, absolutely right, Dawn. I think the wellbeing plans, um, which we see at the county level, have been really kind of the starting point. And in Pembrokeshire, through the uh, Pembrokeshire Public Service Board, um, the kind of wellbeing plan that you know all PSB partners have signed up to has enabled our particular project to kind of feed into that and to also then kind of, you know, deliver some of the outcomes through the work that we're doing across the 10 communities initially. The kind of plans that we then produce for those 10 communities looks at their general well-being. People who know Planet will be very much aware over the kind of 30 years we did things such as visioning and very successfully where we go into communities and we deliver these fantastic community plans which enable them to use as evidence to draw down funding. And I mean the success of what you know going back over 30 years was achieved cannot be underestimated but I think it goes back to also I mean you know when I kind of took over in 2018 it was a case of we needed to kind of look forward a bit more the kind of the evenings of pulling people together for three hours in a village hall with post-it notes and kind of put them into working groups I think you know wasn't really appropriate and it's something which it had worked very successfully but it was it was of its time So again, we've kind of evolved how we do that. We still have the kind of get-togethers within communities, but, you know, we've invested in technology. Through our digital project, we've procured the handsets, which many will see on who wants to be a millionaire. We've gone to that particular production company and said, right, can we procure these? So when we go out and do meetings with communities, it's not, here's a different colour post-it, put it up on that board over there. It's like, my God, that horrifies me that that's still being done in 2018. 
uh, let alone 2020. So, you know, we've invested in technology because those of us, and I've been fortunate to work across communities across Wales through various different kind of posts. And I could see that, you know, in communities, the usual voices are always the ones which kind of get heard because they're the ones who will readily stand up and say what their thoughts are, what their opinions are. But that's only a microcosm of that community. So through this technology, everyone has a voice because you're not asking them to kind of stand up and say their piece and kind of perhaps put them at odds with their neighbour or the person who lives opposite them. It's an inclusive, not exclusive process. So everybody's opinion counts. And I think in terms of the well-being of those communities, that technology and the change of approach to understand how communities work and how they are more comfortable with technology has enabled us to kind of look at how we now support their longer-term well-being and resilience. And that includes not only health, but it's also environmental, but economic resilience as well. And that's really important because within Pembrokeshire, about 72, 74% of all businesses registered within the county employ less than five people. Um, So these small businesses within those communities are huge employers because if you just have five people employed by one small business, that's potentially five households who are relying on that salary, that income and that expenditure then to then be dispersed and spent at the local shop, the local post office, the local petrol station, you know, the local gift shop, whatever it may be. So the ripple effect of the economic resilience of our communities, not only in Pembrokeshire, but across the region, is something which we can't underestimate. And certainly that project, the Cuba project, looks at all elements of resilience. One of the communities we were working with in the north of the county, we delivered the report. It kind of identified future opportunities for that community where they could look at different things for funding, for, you know, playgrounds in terms of road safety management, in terms of a community space, um, purchase of community share offers and things like this. But we also kind of looked at longer term, more complex issues. And we've been working, for example, with a community up at Tracoon, where there's a a long-standing ongoing issue around water and in terms of the quality, in terms of the accessibility, uh, because of the big former um, Ministry of Defence depot that's there. And there's a road with about kind of, um, you know, 30 plus households who have huge issues around the quality of their water because it's piped in through pipes, which are from the 1920s and it comes in from the depot. And I mean, people who, you know, in Wales will probably be familiar because it's been on, you know, various television programmes in Wales in terms of, you know, journalist kind of exposés and so on and so forth. But, you know, we've been, it's been a privilege for us to work with the community there to actually work with them and then work with the owners of the former base, the county council, Welsh Water, and kind of look at potential solutions about how that can come together and look at what's in the best interest of that community in terms of their mental well-being, their general health, their resilience, but also the economic benefits that potentially we can, you know, just facilitate. We're not, you know, coming in as the white knight on a charger, 
but I think we're the independent voice. And that's the strength of Planet, that we can become involved and listen to communities, but also then work with the other partners. And, you know, we've been able to work with the residents there in Tracoon, and we've supported them uh, behind the scenes in setting up their own registered community group. So they now have a legal body within which they can work and, you know, on an equal footing with the likes of Welsh Water, the local authority, Welsh government, and have that confidence of a single voice coming together because they're all now kind of shareholders effectively within this community group, which we've mm. set up with them. And it's mm. those kind of things which planted, you know, it's an organisation which has got so many strings to its bow. And I think that's, you know, one of our strengths. It's also a potential risk. We have to, you know, be mindful of the risks in terms of that, you know, we could spread ourselves too thinly. But I think when you're looking at the, the welfare, economically, environmentally, and all the other kind of areas, we have a responsibility to work with and for those communities. But also, as you were saying, Dawn, in terms of how we share that best practice, also share the risks in terms of where we've learned from them with others across the region and Wales. Um, because, mm. you know, keeping it isolated um, and kind of, oh, that's my project and, you know, this is what I do, that's not going to help people longer term. And I think, you know, mm. planning learned over the last two years with getting the right people in the right posts, getting rid of the deadwood and actually making sure that, you know, we're an organisation which is there, which is passionate about people and implementing an effective change that can benefit communities in the short and longer term. Mm, well, it sounds as though communities in Pembrokeshire are lucky to have uh, Planet <laughs> in their corner. I mean, I think exactly as you've described that role of facilitating and enabling change to happen by bringing the right partners to the table and helping communities to create the right structures to enable them to have a voice. Um, and that whole process, I love everything you were saying about the, the visioning workshops. I think it sounds like I better up my game on the, I love an old, <laughs> I love a post-it note, but it sounds like I have to up my technology game on that. But I think that process of bringing the whole system, again, everyone that's interested from a community, whether they run businesses or mm. uh, just live there or, or go to the local school, bringing the whole system together to envision what they want for their communities. I can imagine that's a really kind of game-changing process for the communities mm -hmm. that go through that. And, um, and then the, the formation of well-being plans uh, give, gives a new structure for that same sort of conversation, doesn't it? And I can imagine yeah. there are communities across Southwest Wales, not least my own here in Uplands, where we're looking at how can we make our community better? What can we do to make more green spaces? Mm -hmm. What can we do with some of the vacant properties? And it sounds as though the huge amount of experience that Planet has gained over three decades of doing that kind of work is just such a valuable resource. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll try and share you as much as possible uh, with the wider region. Oh, it's been a privilege, Ewan, to uh, hear from you about the work of the organisation. Talk to me just to finish off now, personally for you, what are your motivations and what inspires you every day? I think it's working within a great team. I know it sounds cliched, but the team that I've now got is the team which is unbeatable in my viewpoint. The right skills to look outward, which you know perhaps wasn't there before. 
Um, and I think the fact that we are so flexible now as an organization, which it wasn't, you know, in terms of what I inherited. This week, for example, um, again, through a chance conversation our office manager had with a Pembrokeshire councillor, we have now um, put in place that the local primary school in Narbeth is now going to use one of our spare units on our site to store excess furniture as part of obviously the reconfiguring now in terms of social distancing within the mm. school because they were you know going to struggle in terms of well how do they kind of use their existing footprint mm. but all those challenges so things like that where we can be flexible solving problems yeah solving problems think, as they come up yeah the kind of thing i mean which keeps me in terms of you know every day looking forward to you know one zoom meeting after another it feels but the practical outcomes of how we affect change i mean you know both yourself and zoe we talk about you know be the change which is great and i think that's what you know planet is there to do is that we can be instantly responsive we can do things differently we don't have to always stick to statutory procedures in any kind of rigid way which if anyone's listening we do um but <laughs> i think you know it's communities across all our region and wales are different and it's not the one you know model size that fits all um you know we're looking at um the wider kind of perspective in terms of the different sectors we're involved in and mm. how we can be flexible with those and certainly for me you know it's a privilege to be party working with partners in the conversations which you know will have a huge influence and impact on communities um, mm. and if we can be that bridge to actually disseminate to inform to share um, and to contribute that's really important for us and planet we're lucky that we've got a board of trustees who are open-minded we've got partners who you know engage with us and want our opinion and um, we've got communities who trust us and that's really important that we you know build on that trust and we continue to de to deliver and you know i hope that we've got a voice which you know isn't just within pembrokeshire but it's regionally and nationally to work with others as best we can you know be it you know in the north of wales mid wales south wales wherever we're happy as an organization to be open transparent and that's what keeps me kind of coming back day after day to actually say this is an organization which has built upon experience but it's looking forward and it's not restricted by that experience mm, wow well making a real difference uh, both personally and through the organization thanks ewan um thanks, very Dawn. inspiring conversation i've enjoyed talking to you and uh thanks for your time and no doubt we'll speak again very soon Thank you, Dawn. Thank you very much. Bye for now.